In the previous podcast, I talked about the uh, mobile clinic we put down along the Rio Grande River and how it was made. Well, the clinic work is a project of BSU Summer Missions uh, culminated in August of 1967. But in October of that same year, a hurricane named Beulah struck. It hit the lower Gulf Coast of Texas, and the track of the hurricane after landfall was up the river valley of the Rio Grande River, the border of Texas and Mexico. Tornadoes, flood, heavy winds, driving torrents of rain, tidal surge, all of this left a wide path of destruction on both sides of the river. When the news and the damage estimates began to fill every media outlet in our area, my concern grew heavier and heavier. Each day I prayed, Father, I feel such a burden for this tragedy. Am I to have part in this? Are you using my heartbreak for the victims to call me into service? Tell me what to do. Make me sensitive to their needs. You are my only guide in this uncharted venture, like the mobile clinic. I've never done anything like this before, and you are my only resource. But you said in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 12 to 15, that you are all I need. And you prove this to be true in the clinic project. So, Lord, my trust in you is is strong, and it's trust in you alone. What do I do? In Jesus' name, do I make this request? Amen. All that day and all that night, my brain would not shut down or even slow down. My planning pad was rapidly filling with action plans, people to contact, jurisdictional authorities to notify, etc. I worked with 12 Baptist associations that had connections with my colleges. Each director of missions was asked about the response uh, their local churches were making to the disaster. And the replies were almost exactly the same from each one. Our people would like to do something, John, but they do not know what to do or even where to start. You have any ideas? My reply was the same to each one. We're putting something together. I sense God wants us to respond. Please stand by. Uh, for a, a call with the details. <laughs> details? <laughs> details? I had no idea about what to do, but pray. Oh boy, and did I pray. I had no plan at all, much less details, but I knew God worked best when my plans were not in his way. Some people have often said, Lanou is a Cajun, and he doesn't do any planning. He flies by the seat of his pants. What they have never understood is that I am not flying by the seat of my pants. I'm flying on angel wings, and prayer is the wind beneath those wings. The problem is the fact that God only gives me light for my uplifted foot as I walk with him. Perhaps if I were not such a jump and run and get her done type person, God would give me more advanced notice of what he's up to. His will requires his timing not just action. My timing swings from impetuous to procrastination. So the Lord usually manages me by the control of information. The lessons I've tried to learn and had to learn is not to move, to stay on alert, but not deploy until God says go. When that happens, do not delay. Most of my experiences with God 
my God-given opportunities have been uh, been there. Uh, there's a time element. Move on it or lose it. The plan took shape. Four associational offices agreed to be collection depots. They were centrally located in the proper areas. I called various I called various businesses who donated the use of semi-trailers for storage at those sites and for transportation when they were full. They also donated uh, semi-tractors, 18-wheelers, and drivers for each trip. The seed money necessary to start this operation was the $400 left in the Amigos account from the clinic construction. Well, various farm cooperatives were contacted, and when they responded, we could buy 100 pounds of beans for $13, 100 pounds of rice for $11. This news was circulated to the Baptist churches in the 12 associations, and they responded with food, man, money to buy beans and rice, clothing, bedding, and some furniture. We were flooding the throne of God with our petitions, and he was responding in proportion to our prayers. There was a crash course in the school of prayer for our BSU students. They never prayed like this and had answers to like this. The students saw me as their leader in this, but their professor was less than one page ahead of the students in God's lesson plans. I was a player coach. A call to the BGCT, the Baptist Convention in Texas, their missions commission gave us a contact person in a drop-off location in Harlingen. The person that Dr. McLaughlin sent to the disaster area was a man named Bob Dixon. Bob was the new hire, and he was the new Royal Ambassador Director. Uh, the Royal Ambassador Organization, by the way, is a boys' mission education pro program of the Baptist in Texas, the Baptist Brotherhood at that time. Uh, camping is one of the boys' interest activities in their curriculum, and camping was what Bob had to do to survive in the river area. Several of us in the BGCT had disaster experience as victims. <laughs> oh my, I'd been through heavy floods in Beaumont and Port Arthur, Texas, hurricanes on Galveston Island, and the Texas City explosion. But no one had been trained in disaster response, that is, except Bob Dixon. No one knew this. God is just as able to use our ignorance as is our knowledge, but no one knew that Bob had been trained in disaster response by the National Bureau of Mines when he was on the staff of the Tennessee Valley Authority. He was sent basically because he was the new man and the low man on the total pole of authority. But God was orchestrating the whole operation. We were only the gloves on his hands. Bob also had a gift for organization and established a wholesale retail operation to distribute the supplies. He loaded trucks out of the warehouse, which was an aircraft hangar, and sent the supplies to local churches for distribution. He knew the local pastors would know who the truly needy people were in their areas. Many denominations participated. One humorous fact of the disaster response resulted from the amount of clothing being donated. People who came requesting supplies of food and medicine and other supplies were told that they would be given their supplies if they would fill any empty space in their truck with clothing. It took several years after the response was over for all the clothing to be distributed and the hangars emptied. 
We had no idea about the Father's plan for the future of disaster and disaster response among Texas Baptists. Looking back from the vantage point of the present, I can see how the pieces of the puzzle of God's plan were fitting together. In the inventory at this point, we had on this list, number one, Bob Dixon. He had military training, business experience, disaster training, camping instructor, administrator. He had organizational gifts. He was an employee of the Baptist General Convention of Texas, BGCT. Number two, we had Dr. Charles McLaughlin, director of the State Missions Commission. He was a World War II B-17 pilot. He was, had combat experience, experienced as a prisoner of war, a tender heart for needy people, a risk taker in trying new ministries. Uh, related to me uh, with the mobile clinic construction that we'd already done, we had a strong mutual respect and friendship for each other. Now he had a new insight into the need for disaster response. Then there was number three, there was me, John Lanoue. Seminary training as a pastor and Bible teacher, a journalism training, auto mechanic, machine shop and foundry experience, mobile clinic designer and builder, experience in logistics and transportation, I uh, have a commercial driver's license for double and triple trailers, air brakes and for buses and motorcycles. <laughs> and I have a commercial pilot's license with uh, new experience I've had in disaster response at that time. As a BSU director, I was also an employee of the Baptist General Convention of Texas. Well, the disaster event lasted for many months, but Bob McLaughlin and I had attended um, the uh, state convention they had in Lubbock. The meeting was in late November of 67, and I was on the Brotherhood Conference program. I was leading a conference on medical missions in South Texas as a result of our mobile clinic ministry, and Bob Dixon was leading the Royal Ambassador Conference. We met for the first time. The Baptists voted at that meeting to set up the Baptist men and boys work as a separate entity the new organization would be named Texas Baptist Men. Bob Dixon became the executive director in 1968. The stage was being set for a new ministry, a ministry that fully illustrates the truth of the scriptures in Ephesians 3, 20-21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or even imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Well, when I looked at the Beulah disaster response from the secular viewpoint, it seemed like a crazy plan. Who would send a children's worker to manage a disaster event a student worker to organize and manage the logistics of several hundred thousand pounds of donated goods. <laughs> God would, we wouldn't, but God would. After all, he used some fishermen and a tax collector to start his church. Well, is that not miraculous? For years, God had been orchestrating the collection 
of our life's experiences for their blending as a ministry that no one could imagine. What has resulted out of that beginning is now resulted in 1,500 disaster relief type units in the Baptist Convention, Southern Baptist Convention, and 95,000 trained volunteers. It all started with this little bunch in Texas who got excited about it, trusted God for it, and saw his results and are seeing his results even today. God bless you.